many of you know about Singapore. It's not in China. Uh, it is in between Malaysia and Indonesia. It's a small, small island. Uh, and yet it's a, it's a country of its own. And its economy is uh, thriving. And uh, it's quite a modernized city-state. That's where I've come from. Uh, my parents came to settle in, in uh, from India. They moved over to Singapore. Uh, and uh, that's how our family got established there. And then I come from a Hindu background. And the Lord touched me and saved me when I was about 23, 24. And uh, I was seeking God. Uh, who is God? Where would he be? You know, I wanted to know, it, know him. And uh, that brought me to a quest. You know, I was searching for God for for some time. Uh, I, I can, now I know that he was searching for me. It's the other way around actually. So, uh, and he caught me. Praise the Lord for that. And it made me understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then one day the Lord appeared to me. And uh, at, during, the, during the night, I, I saw the vision of Jesus standing next to me. Uh, nobody taught me about vision those days. I was very new to Christianity, not really attending church because my parents were forcing me not to go. And yet the Lord appeared to me and spoke to me and said, you are called into the ministry. I said, I don't know anything. <laughs> I said, I'm not keen in the ministry. <laughs> I, I said, you know, I was not ready for it. I said, look, I, uh, and so on. But, you know, he, he was speaking. He, and uh, he, actually he was speaking from Luke chapter 4. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. You know, the Holy Spirit uh, came and wrote it in my heart. You know, I could sense this was an awesome experience. Jesus standing next to me, the Holy Spirit working in me and writing the word, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and so on. I said, I turned to the Lord and said, I thought this is for you. Yeah, but you are sharing in my ministry, he told me. And... Uh, so from that on, that day onwards, my life changed. So I was, um, you know, I was um, taken up with the idea of serving God, and then, uh, and then I was a student, and I uh, left my college. I mean, finished my college education, went to uh, work, and eventually, uh, this experience of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, Jesus standing next to me, the Holy Spirit working within me. Uh, I, I didn't understand it at that time. But later on, you know, God showed me the Trinity clearly from the Bible. And like what Pastor was saying, conviction. And, and uh, you need to be convicted, not just the experience, but you, you need to find it in the scriptures. Uh, and praise God. So um, I can say that I've been having a fruitful full-time ministry from 96. Uh, I have a church in Singapore. Uh, we, we have one Tamil service reaching out to the Indians in Singapore. Uh, and then we have an English service as well. And then we do have other activities. And we go for mission trip to India, like uh, Gateway Church. And uh, thank God for Gateway Church uh, going all the way to India. Wow, that's awesome, man. I saw the, uh, what was done. And, uh, you know, uh, you're training the younger generation to serve God. You know, uh, that's awesome. I think I need to do that as well more in Singapore. So I came to learn as well. Praise the Lord. And uh, uh, my ministry is a bit more towards a healing ministry. So towards the end of the service, I would like to pray for people who, um, you know, you can come and God can do something in your bodies today. I believe that everyone can be healed. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 
See, we, we need to raise the standards up. Hallelujah. Too often the body of Christ has uh, been having the lowest standards. You know, and then justifying it with so much of uh, theories. But I think when we go back to the word of God, uh, our standard should be Jesus. And Jesus healed them all. But have I healed them all? No, not yet. But I'm, I, I'm looking towards that. I'm, I'm um, pressing towards that. Hallelujah. And that we should not, uh, 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 not let the devil deter us from. We need to believe that God wants all of us healed. The standard should be high. Of course, there would be some people, you know, God does for uh, his own reasons, his will. Some things can happen. But, but as far as uh, I'm concerned in my ministry, I push people to believe all the way. Fight till the end, I'll tell them. Hallelujah. Fight to the end. Amen. Don't give up. Hallelujah. Don't give up. Fight to the end. Don't, don't compromise and say, maybe it's God's will for me, you know, this to be sick. No, no, no. Don't do that. But after all your fight, if the Lord takes you or something, fine. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's, nothing is lost. Amen. So that's the way our attitude should be. Not rationalize sickness. Because Jesus healed everybody who came to him. So that's the will of God for us. Amen. Can you turn to somebody and say, the will of God for you is healing? Just, you can say that. Hallelujah. And uh, the day of Pentecost, um, let me read those uh, scriptures there. Uh, verse 1 onwards. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, we, we have, would have read this a thousand times. But every time we read it, uh, we, we know that, um, the, you know, we, are op- we become open to the Holy Spirit again to receive Him. Because Paul says, be continuously full in the Holy Spirit. So, uh, this, what can we take from here? Uh, this passage today, this morning, uh, is something that God showed me uh, recently about. Uh, the second verse says, And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. Now, the Holy Spirit manifests himself in a, in a material way. It's not just in the spirit realm. Uh, he, he, whatever he does, um, it can potentially become material. Look, there was a sound. A sound is something you can hear. Uh, there was a sound, like a mighty rushing wind. Uh, you know, it's not just a sound. When you talk about wind, you can feel it. You can know it. So what is in the spiritual the Holy Spirit manifested in a form that people can feel it, people can hear it, people can understand it somewhat and say, look, there's a wind in this place. They can understand that. They can understand that. So when sometimes we, we, you know, we uh, make the Holy Spirit as though, we've, as though he's there, out there, and then we will never be able to feel him, we'll never be able to know him uh, in the, materially or physically. Like, you know, but here you see the supernatural 
manifesting itself in the natural. There was a wind. Because that's the language that we understand. You see? Uh, that's what God uses that language. The language here is the, the sound. For example, uh, recently I was praying for somebody in church. And uh, as I was uh, uh, doing those prayers, I heard a sound. You see? And the sound was like a, you know, when, the, when, when you, you know, the bones are creaking you know, together. Uh, you, you hear a sound sometimes, right? I heard that kind of a sound. So I said, God is healing somebody here. Because I heard that sound. God is healing somebody here uh, uh, of a bone issue. And true enough, end of the service, this sister came and said, when I said I'm hearing that sound, she heard it on her legs. From her legs. And true enough, when she stood up to walk, all the pain was gone. She had it for years and years. And uh, it's a little bit deformed, you know, like, and it began to move and she could walk without pain anymore. And she was overjoyed. And she used to walk with a little limp. And, and she knows there's some deformation there, but now it is healed. She can feel it. God had touched it. And all because I heard the sound, she heard the sound, and God did something. Hallelujah. So when you're open to the Holy Spirit, open to His works, we can receive lots of things from Him. And let's tonight, this is the day, uh, you know, we're looking at this chapter uh, about Pentecost. Let us be open to the sound of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And a rushing mighty wind, a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. That means they can feel it. Now, one thing here, we cannot expect every time God to do the same thing. We know that. Right? He can do something different. You see? On the day of Pentecost, it came like that. The Holy Spirit came like this. But that doesn't mean we can, we have only, uh, we can only, whenever the Holy Spirit comes, this is the way it's going to be. No. You know, God is a very creative God, right? He does different things differently all the time. So it's not the same way, but the expectation should be some form of a manifestation. Hallelujah. So when you come together and pray, expect something. In your uh, cell groups, in your church services, expect the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Not the way exactly like this, but something. You know, when we don't expect it, that's when we don't receive. But when we expect it, something is going to happen. Amen. 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 I was in India preaching once from the stage of about 200 to, it's open air meeting, two to 300 people. And then as I was on the stage, as I was preaching, a wind came, a real wind, a natural one, <laughs> not the Holy Spirit. The wind came and was blow, blowing my Bible pages here and there. And then I was give, going to give the altar call to pray for people. And then the Holy Spirit told me, pronounce that I am upon the winds. You see? I'm sitting on the wind. You know? And I said, um, that's different. <laughs> you know? I thought you, when you come in, you will come like a rushing mighty wind. What do you mean you are sitting on the wind? I didn't understand it. But I still said it. You know? I'm very bold, uh, especially... Uh, open air meetings, India, no problem, right? You can just say anything you want. <laughs> so I went and said, when the, the wind is blowing and the Holy Spirit is sitting on the wind 
and coming to you now. You see? I was ministering like that again and again. And then, end of the service, and I'm, I told them, you're going to see supernatural things now. Because I know when the Spirit speaks to us, Holy Spirit tells us something, you know, we must quickly, you know, we must be sensitive to do something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not just blowing here just for nothing. Later, look, all of them are going to speak in tongues. All going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, I, I, I know that as a, as a minister, I know that, that when the Holy Spirit moves or he's doing something, I mean, he's moving and he's uh, showing himself, we must take all of it and move with it. And that's what I did. I said, the supernatural things are going to happen here. People are going to be healed. I just proclaimed that. And at the end of the service, I, I remember these two, uh, one gentleman and, and another lady came up. And uh, both of them testified. First time, they were shocked. Uh, they were very, they were touched by the presence of God. And both of them were healed of their bone problems. They were both, they had accidents. It seems the uh, previous months or years, they had some accident. They couldn't walk properly. They had a lot of pain. I made them walk and run across the stage. In the name of Jesus, they did it. So I interviewed them. What, what happened when you were below? He said, when you pronounce that, uh, I felt myself being lifted up, bloated up. You know, very big. It's, it's a kind of a spiritual experience that man had. You see, I felt the bigger than I was. I, I was bloated up and, and I, I knew that God is touching me. I never in my life had such an experience. And another lady, she said, I felt uh, two wings around me. You see, two wings around me and I'm also lifted up, she said. So what is God doing? God is probably, you know, doing some... A surgery inside, <laughs> in the bones, doing, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, we don't know how, what God does, but then he did it. And both of them were running across the stage with no pain, nothing. Amen. That's the power of God. So sometimes we need to move when the Holy Spirit moves. And uh, look out for the signs of the Spirit in our lives, in our ministries. And here we see that the entire house were filled and and. Divided tongues as a fire appeared to them. You see, it, there's an appearance. Something, you know, they could see. They could see. And uh, when, we, when the Holy Spirit comes, you see, our eyes are being opened, spiritualized. You see, and we could see something. You see, and what do we see? That's a good question. You see, uh, a question that comes all the way from Genesis. Abraham was asked to go out and say, what did you, what, you know, see the stars, see the sand. And, and Jesus said, you know, if you could see, uh, you know, he told Nathaniel, you will see soon angels rising up and coming down. You will see. Why? Because, you know, Jesus saw him under the fig tree. So when we see, we expect, some, expect to see something from the Lord, something from the Holy Spirit. It will manifest, something will happen. And that's what we're seeing here. Divided tongues as of fire appeared to them. Now, of course, this is God-initiated, right? They just waited. They didn't know what's going to happen. But for us, we have the Bible complete. Amen. Hallelujah. So we don't have to, you know, guess, but we can look at it and say, God, we can expect this. Some of these things to happen to us. Happen to our, in our ministries. And that's how it happens, actually. Appeared to them, rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, 
and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Glory to God. You see, again you see the spiritual things affecting natural things. You see, affecting the body of these people. You see, changing their minds, making them speak, uh, you know, give them the ability to speak in tongues, ability to get into the wisdom of man, you know, the, the, the language of man. is being touched by the power of God, touched by the Holy Spirit. So this is awesome and this is what the Pentecost means to us. It's not just for the day of, of Pentecost on that day, it's also for us when we look. When I read this, I don't expect the same things to happen, but I expect some seeing, some hearing, some feeling that God can trigger in us. Amen. And, and, and speaking in tongues, you can see that. Uh, you know, um, lots of people, uh, when they read this, they also get a, a bit of a wrong idea. They say that they, they want to feel the Holy Spirit. They think the Holy Spirit will take their tongues and speak for them. No such thing. <laughs> the Holy Spirit doesn't take our tongue to speak in tongues. We speak in tongues, but the Holy Spirit inspires us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak in tongues. We speak in tongues. But the Holy Spirit inspires us. So when I pray for baptism, the Holy Spirit, what I do is I tell them, yes, it's good, all these things are there, but um, for the moment, just expect whether you feel it or not, God is inspiring you. Amen. You might not feel it, God is giving you the inspiration. Just open your mouth and speak. Then the next question, what to speak, Pastor? <laughs> I say, don't speak in Chinese, don't speak in Indian languages, don't speak hallelujah, don't speak hosanna, don't say anything. Speak! <laughs> and they will speak. And uh, put sound to it. I say, they will put sound to it and there comes the tongues. Hallelujah. It works all the time. If they understand it. If they understand it. But if they expect the Holy Spirit to come in and take their tongue and speak in tongues, no, uh, no, no, no. It doesn't happen like that all the time, right? So we, the Holy Spirit doesn't speak in tongues because the people spoke in tongues. And the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Praise the Lord. So what is the utterance? Again, you see the spiritual transcending the spiritual and touching the material. You see, the, the, the present world, the, the, the known world. You know, the language of this world. That's what they spoke, every one of them. But thank God for you and I, we speak in tongues. Probably some of your languages are spoken somewhere in this world. Maybe some are not. Some could be speaking angelic tongues. Hallelujah. How many of you speak in angelic tongues? Glory to God. We do, right? Uh, we, probably it's not a language in this world. But God has given us the ability. Because Paul says, though if I speak... When he's talking about love, he says, though I speak in human languages or angelic languages. You see? So there is uh, scope for that. Now let's move on. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound came, the multitude came together. They were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in, their own, in his own native language? So what is God doing here? He's bringing back the nations together again. And in the Tower of Babel, they were, the languages were separated. But here again, people from different nations are coming together and God is uniting people in the Spirit. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. 
you know, that's wonderful because, you know, this happening again, right? All kinds of people, all different races, languages are coming together. You know, when I go to churches in uh, different parts of the world, I feel very comfortable. I don't feel, you know, different. It's like my home church. Because we are one in the spirit. And that's beautiful. Amen. I go to India. Some of the languages I speak, I don't understand at all. Punjab. I go to Punjab quite often. I don't understand the language. I don't understand Hindi. But I would sit in the service and enjoy the whole service. Why? Because we are one in the spirit. That's what's happening here. We are one in the spirit. God is uniting back. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocking say they are filled with new wine. So we, I think we know. They were filled with joy as well. Every one of them. So from here we know there was joy, there was peace, there's love, there's unity uh, that God, the Holy Spirit brings. Amen? And that's the purpose he was sent for. Hallelujah. And not only that, to bring across the message of the gospel, it, it takes the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that opens our heart and mind to understand the gospel. And that's what's happening later on when Simon Peter preached. Because he stands up to preach. And what happened on Pentecost? You see, listen, he wasn't, uh, when he declared that what's happening is about the gospel, actually. And you can read that later on. He said, this is prophesied by prophet Joel. And in the last days, God said he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall have dreams. Uh, shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. Glory to God. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Wow. You see, the coming of the Holy Spirit is not the, just the first five verses. No. That's why I'm saying when the Holy Spirit comes, when the church is limited to just those five verses, then they don't get it. They try to recreate that experience. But when you know it's more than that, when you read, you must read the whole chapter. The coming of the Holy Spirit has to do with signs and wonders and prophecies and dreams and visions and pouring out of the Spirit. There's much, much, much more. That's, the, that's what the Holy Spirit is all about. So let's not limit in our lives the Holy Spirit. You see, for example, uh, yesterday I was praying for my daughter, uh, Gloria, she has this um, um, eye inflammation. A doctor said that, and it was like affecting her sight. But last night when we were praying, and uh, you know, we and said, look, we need to. I asked God for a sign. I said, God, do a sign, please. And then what happened was, uh, we were all standing up and praying in the room, and I asked her to walk. I asked her to walk, and just to encourage her faith to receive. So she walked three steps. I said, now see, open your eyes and see. So I was doing that. And um, what happened was, her uh, right eye, you know, it takes time to focus. But yesterday, after the prayer, and believing God, you know, expecting a sign. I said, God, I need a sign. I came all the way. I need a sign. And sure enough, she could see. And... Um, uh, she took a little time, but she could see. She, she was so overjoyed because previously, before that, it would take a long time to focus. And now she could see it clearly. 
And within a short span of time, she still has to focus, but the time is reduced. She can just look and see it. And she read the words. And we were overjoyed. Because, wow, that was good. And this morning, uh, you know, she has to, besides that, the other way, her eyes were, uh, for some time, not functioning the way it should be, is that when she looks at small letters, she has to enlarge it, the handphones, everything has to be enlarged. Uh, then only can she can read. But this morning, I, you know, last night I was thinking about it, I was sleeping, and then I think I got a reading glass. Today, mo- uh, I mean, next, I said, next, mo- uh, next morning I must wake up and uh, get her to use that and read, because I believe God has already touched her. Especially she, even reading glass, she can't read. So this morning I woke up, I said, wear this and read. I took some small letters, which for myself I find it difficult to read, you know. I have to take out my class to read. I gave it to her. I asked her to put on the reading glass. She, was, she said, no, I've tried this, it won't work. I said, no, you, we have prayed, believe. You know? And she put, it, put the glasses on, she just you know, reluctantly looked at the words she could read. Glory to God. See, because she, you know, she goes to work, she, you know, she's using the laptop and she has to enlarge everything. It's, you know, she didn't like it. For, for one year, she has to, had to do that. And she uses a handphone to enlarge words, to read the menu. She used to have a handphone to enlarge it, to read it. But this morning, smallest of letters, she could read. Praise God. Let's give a clap offering to the Lord. It was such a moment this morning, you know, it, for us. So God is healing people, even today. Amen. So do not fear. Hallelujah. We, we as ministers also go through challenges, right? But then uh, we become examples for everybody else. That yes, um, so that healing is real, miracles are real. And uh, when we believe that the Spirit of God can manifest himself, so last night again, let me explain that. So when she walked, what, uh, as we were praying, I asked her to walk uh, three steps forward and open her eyes. And during that session, what happened was, at one point, I saw the presence of God coming into the room and standing there. And then Jesus' presence moved right in front of her. And then I knew God is going to do something last night already. And after that, he stepped into her. You see, stepped into a being. I saw that happening. So I, I believe, uh, I knew that God is going to do something. And that's why the miracles have started. And we've been praying for months for this. And that's why sometimes you've got to be bold and expect the Holy Spirit to do something. That's a lesson I'm learning again and again. And, and expect it to manifest naturally, materially, however you put it, physically, you know, into, the, into our world. Amen. Into our own world. Hallelujah. What's the point of the Holy Spirit being with us and He doesn't manifest anything in our world? He's out there somewhere. No, He is here. And if He's here, He has to manifest something naturally. That's what we see happening on the day of Pentecost. And there's much more. You know, just now when I was there, I, you know, sometimes I get the feeling of cloudiness. You know, and I know the cloud means the glory. I had that in your church presence here. Yeah. I, I sense that cloud. 
And the cloud means the glory of God. You see, um, let me uh, go back to something I experienced many years back. Uh, that was in the late 80s. I was preaching in Malaysia. I was a new preacher, a uh, lay preacher. So uh, somebody invited me, I went to preach. You know, those days, you know, I was very young. I was going all the way, you know, driving the people. Uh, uh, I was going all, you know, not like now, you know. <laughs> I was terrible those days. <laughs> and I was doing that. And then suddenly I looked around. I saw cloud, clouds, white clouds. I didn't know it, what, what it was. I was a new preacher. So I saw cl- clouds everywhere. I said, what is this? You know, it's inside a building. It's a just enclosed space. So I, I just put it, I, don't, I didn't want to be distracted from preaching. So I just put it one side. I went on and then finished it up. And then I, I forgot about it. I came back home. It was there in the back of mind, but I didn't explore it or think about it anymore. Ten years later, I met a man, two person actually, a man and another lady. Uh, I met them in some church service or somewhere, seminar or something. They separately, you know, they're not the same incident. Uh, both of them had come to me and told me, we know you. I said, how? In 1989. You came and preached in Malaysia. We were new Christians. We just, or even we were just coming to know God. We were in the service and we were preaching. Yeah, yeah. And then I said, yes, yes. And then we were talking. And then I, they turned around to me, both of them, you know, on separate occasions. They told me, but what was the white thing that was covering the whole place? <laughs> what was the white thing? They were asking me. I said, I looked up. I didn't understand. This. Everything is you know, white thing everywhere. I said, wow, I forgot about it. <laughs> I said, that must be the power of God. You know, uh, I told them, told them. Uh, the other guy also, the other, the other person also told me the same thing. I remember the message because, I know, we, we, you know, he was telling me, I couldn't get half of what you were saying, but it was a powerful message. <laughs> but I remember it because there were clouds inside. You see? Clouds inside. So I went back, I said, my, this is real. Then only later I heard about uh, Pastor Bill Johnson's church. and Then I understood, I put things together. This happened a long time back before that. And then I realized, wow, the Holy Spirit manifests in more diverse ways than we ever can think of. Hallelujah. And that's what you see here, uh, uh, Peter preaching about. He said, in the last days, it will be like that. I will show wonders in heavens above <coughs> and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Hallelujah. I did see something just now. You see, in this place. And, and I believe you all are stepping into, as you all are exploring the book of Acts, wonderful things are going to happen. Hallelujah. Even strange things are going to happen. Hallelujah. Good strange things. Amen. Not the stranger, you know, that one. <laughs> Not the Netflix show. But the real strange things can happen from Almighty God. Hallelujah. 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 We can be excited about God again. Amen. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is real. And I'm also discovering, I'm also in a, a stage where I'm learning more and more about these things, what God is doing. 
And this cloud thing is affecting me. And I'm blaming God for all, all kinds of healings. And that's why when I proclaim, you know, the wind of God and the spirit of God in an Indian uh, setting, it happened. People came rushing and they got healed of their problems. And I think uh, it's not reserved just for India. It is for every country, every nation, every tribe was there. Amen. Every language was there and uh, represented there. And God made sure those people are not there. These fellows will talk and they represent every other language in the world. Wow. That's what was happening. God was reversing the Tower of Babel incident. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. So he says, I will show wonders in heavens above, signs on the earth below, blood, fire, vapor of smoke. Notice something. These signs and wonders are going to be in heaven and on earth. Glory to God. Not just heaven, but on earth as well. Among us as well. So God is going to do something. So let's realize all this is for what? For the gospel of Jesus Christ. To be proclaimed throughout the world. So that we will have confidence in the gospel. We will have faith in the gospel. We will have faith in the cross and the resurrection of Christ Jesus. That's the purpose of all the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's not just the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit has come to reveal more and more of Christ to us. Hallelujah. So it's the glory of the cross actually that has brought all these benefits to us. And let's not lose out on the benefits of that Christ has paid for. And that's what we are seeing here. And the sun uh, shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord uh, comes, the great and magnificent day. It shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Glory to God. Why all this manifestation? Why this work of the Holy Spirit? So people can be shocked and awed and turn to the living God and realize he had come down and died and rose again. And he loved us so much. That's the purpose. That's the purpose. You know, people are worried about, oh, we cannot concentrate on too much of signs and wonders. No, the signs and wonders will glorify God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You know, people always, some people come to me and say, Pastor, we cannot concentrate on, you know, uh, even preachers and that cannot concentrate on all these, must go back to the cross. Look, all these things are about the cross. Glory to God. That's the way to look at it. Now, I'm going to finish by giving one more scripture. First Corinthians uh, chapter, sorry, Second Corinthians chapter 3. There's so much packed into this Acts chapter 2. Um, it will require a lot of sermons. But I'm picking out only one strand of it. And, and uh, the spirit of glory. Now, if you look at Second Corinthians chapter 7. Uh, chapter 3, sorry, chapter 3, verse 7. Now, if the ministry of death carved in lattice on stone came with such glory that the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face because of his glory, which was being brought to an end, will not the ministry of the Spirit have even more glory? Glory to God. We will have more glory. Can you turn to somebody and say, we're going to have more glory? Yeah, it's more. Amen. More than the law, grace has come to us. And grace has brought a greater revelation, knowledge of Almighty God. 
Amen. Through the law, we can understand something of God. But through grace, we understand almost the fullness of God. If we can. <laughs> it takes an eternity for us to understand the fullness. But Jesus came in the fullness. Fullness of glory. So that's what we have more. We have more glory coming. He says, for us is the glory of the cross that brought about the Holy Spirit and the movements, movements of the Holy Spirit for us. God paid the price for it. For if there were, verse 9, for if there was a glory in the ministry of condemnation, the ministry of righteousness must far exceed it in glory. Indeed, in this case, what once had glory has come to have no glory at all because of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was being brought to an end came with glory, much more will what is permanent have glory. Amen. You and, I, you and I are the most privileged people on the face of the earth. Glory to God. Don't let the devil bluff you. You are the most privileged. You are experiencing the works of God. You are, you are experiencing the marvelous, marvelous stuff of God. Amen. The glory is for you. It's been paid for. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. It's free. And yet there's a seeking involved. Am I right? It's a seeking and understanding involved. And that's what's happening here. So as the, as the church, as we are moving towards the last days, we're going to experience more and more of the glory. But look at the nature of glory here. Uh, if you picked up, picked up from there, Moses' ministry had glory, but it, it finished in three days. You know, the glory was gone. It's temporary. But the glory of grace that has come to Jesus Christ is permanent. Permanent. This glory is so much more. This glory is so much more. The glory that comes by grace is so much more. When you compare it to this, this has almost no glory. It, had, it has glory, but compa comparatively, it has no glory. L look at the characteristic of this. That means... When you have this kind of glory, now we haven't, Jesus came full of glory. The Holy Spirit came full of glory. He came as a person, amen? Not just a substance, not a, a, just a sign, but the, you know, when he comes, he comes with a, he had a great entrance into this world. Hallelujah. So this glory is more. What I'm suggesting is, as we move into this glory, as we move and move, you become so glorious that this glory, even within the grace, is nothing. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Because God himself seems to, the Holy Spirit himself seems to compare glory with glory. So I can also compare a little bit, right? <laughs> we can move into a greater glory of Jesus, understanding him, so much so, our understanding of earlier glory is nothing compared to what God is going to give us some more. So how many are we ready for it? Glory. Amen. That's powerful. Let's finish up there. Since we have such a hope, what must we have? Bible says, we are very bold. Can you say bold? I'm bold to enter the glory of God. Amen. What is stopping us? The fear. The fear. I remember uh, an experience I had with God once. Uh, as a new Christian, I felt my spirit was being lifted up, going up and up. And I felt the Lord was nearby. This is a dream, you know, in a dream. And I told the Lord, Lord, 
I'm a new Christian, I'm not ready to go to heaven. Please. <laughs> you see? No, he just bring. I, I, I knew that he was bringing me for a visit. I refused. I said, Lord, I am not prepared. I'm not holy. I haven't explored my life. Led. It was going on and on. The Lord asked me two times. I said, no, please, Lord. Not now. Let me get prepared, then you bring me. You know what happened? Zoom, 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 zoom. I came back into my body. It's a real experience. So I realized that, look, that's, that's condemnation, right? Yeah, that's condemnation. The new covenant is not about condemnation. It's about the righteousness of Jesus given to us. So that's why we, we, we have to have boldness to enter more of the Holy Spirit, more of the glory of God. We are very bold, Paul says here. Not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. But their minds were hardened. For to this day, when they read the old covenant, the same veil remains unlifted because only to Christ is it taken away. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, Amen. When we have boldness to seek the throne of grace, the throne of His glory, we, to experience God, to know God according to the word, what's going to happen? We will meet the Lord. Because it says here, the whale is, but now the whale is removed. There's nothing stopping us. Amen. Because we have the blood of Jesus that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Because we have come to the Mount Zion with innumerable angels around us. Nothing can stop us from reaching to God, knowing God. Because we are covered by the blood of Jesus and Christ is interceding for us. And here it says, Now the Lord is a spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Amen.